at first COVID was terrible, <laughs> canceled all my bookings. And then um, now I kind of feel like I just, I guess kind of just adjusted to it, you know, and some shows are starting to come back. So it's pretty exciting. And in the middle of that, you actually created a business line? Yes, because uh, I figured I need to come up with a backup plan. <laughs> So I got started on it as soon as I graduated. Uh, I just started working on it because I knew everything was canceled for me. Even my internship after graduation, I I didn't have anything going for myself. So I was like, I, I got to get started on something. And I always wanted to start a, a co- cosmetic line. Okay, Tell us a little bit about the cosmetic line. So we are vegan. I created this line specifically for the alternative girls, you know. We're starting slow right now, and uh, you know, I'm hoping we'll reach more people. <laughs> so, it, because we haven't said it, it's Hellbent Glam, um, and you guys can go and buy some. I just got my black lipstick a few days ago, and it's on some of my photo shoots. So, if you go on my Instagram and you see me with a black lip, that is from Hellbent Glam. It's awesome. It's perfect for Halloween, right? And, and just every day. <laughs> well, every day, yeah, but yeah, especially during Halloween, if like people don't usually wear dark lip colors. Yeah. Is there, is there someone like, I know so many celebrities and influencers have, you know, makeup and makeup brands. Is there someone that like inspired you that you really were like, Oh, I want to get to that level or like that, that look kind of is, is the look I'm going for. Well, I guess, uh, growing up, you know, just seeing Kat Von D, you know, I I was really inspired by that when I was growing up in high school. She has an amazing makeup line. Um, so tell us a little bit about, so you're like the first professional Viet-American wrestler. Pretty much anybody, any any type of minorities in wrestling, there's always kind of been some type of story. Some, some people, sometimes people don't have any stories, but has there been like a struggle or has it just been kind of smooth sailing or are people trying to force you into stereotypes? So how has your wrestling journey been? My wrestling journey has been great. I've been very fortunate, but when it comes to like struggling, like my country Vietnam is very new there. We barely got a ring over there this earlier this year in February. So wrestling has only been around for three years over there. Mm. And so uh, over here, it's quite popular. But um, I'm just trying to like expand that towards Vietnam, you know, so that we can just grow a fan base out there. And slowly they're doing pretty good out there. And because of COVID, I can't be out there to help them, but can't wait for that to be over. <laughs> So that, that was a pretty awesome thing to see for anyone who missed it. Um, basically, it was like a, a fundraiser and Viva really like spearheaded and, and helped push it and push it into an awareness. That I don't think most people would have been aware that mm-hmm. people in Vietnam were were trying to have wrestling. But a big barrier, if you don't know anything about what goes into creating wrestling, a wrestling ring is a custom created thing. And it's it's pretty expensive and it's pretty hard to build if you don't have someone who knows how to build it. Wrestling companies go through trusted people. For sometimes for generations to get the rings they have. So this was like a really big deal for Vietnam. Definitely. I had to like send over a blueprint to the welder that they found. They just found a random welder in their uh, town. And um, I just sent over a blueprint, asked if he can do this. And then that's how we got it started. <laughs> so what's the game plan as far as once it, once it kind of, we can travel and do things. Um, what's your game plan with that? Uh, my game plan with that is just to help them grow their their wrestling promotion and their school because Vietnam is very behind. Uh, you know, Japan is very well established in wrestling, you know, and China is right behind them. But Vietnam, we're we're really behind. And so I'm just trying to help them catch up and let let them know that there's a lot of uh, Vietnamese people who are very passionate about pro wrestling and 
they're eager to travel the world as well. And I want to help them get their name out there. Have you thought about like what um, techniques and kind of things you've learned that you want to bring over when you go to Vietnam to kind of help them build? Well, when it comes to like techniques and stuff, the only thing that I can pretty much help them with is uh, probably like promoting and marketing. You know, that's what I went to school for and that's what I majored in and I'm good at. But other than that, like I want to be able to like, I was thinking of like bringing other pro wrestlers that can help them train as well, you know? Because you are fairly new. You were nominated for Rookie of the Year last year. Congrats on that. Um, But you've already traveled so much uh, in your short career. We trained together, for anyone who doesn't know, just so it's not weird and I'm pretending not to know Viva. (laughs) Um, But could you talk a little bit about some of the places you've traveled to and some of the awesome companies you've gotten to work for so far? So I've traveled uh, to a few different states. I think my favorite would be going to TJ in Mexico. That's like my favorite. Uh, Other than that, I haven't traveled to any other countries yet. I do hope to do Japan one day. We were supposed to go to the UK, right? Yeah, we were. (laughs) (laughs) And COVID ruined that. (laughs) But other than that, yeah, it's just, I've enjoyed every promotion I've worked at. And it's a learning experience everywhere we go. And like so many different people, you know? Wrestling is really subjective when you go to different places. I've noticed maybe both you and Sarah can kind of answer this. We'll just talk about female wrestlers in Southern California just seem to be, I don't know, it's like an LA thing, but just seem to have a really good, like the understanding of social media and Mm -hmm. the understanding of promoting. And I don't know if it's because there's so many promotions up and down California or there's so many female wrestlers here, but Mm -hmm. there's just kind of like a, a, a standout as far as the amount of Southern California female wrestlers that are going to different places, but you kind of see them everywhere doing amazing things, whether it's photo shoots or whatever. So is that something that, you know, is it the school you guys went to? Is that just something because it's the LA vibe? What, what can you speak to that? So Heather kind of told me that it, there didn't used to be that many women wrestlers. Have you, yeah. did you hear that too, Viva? Yeah, there wasn't that many when we first started training. I don't know if it's that, LA vibe or anything like that I think it's just the wrestling community as a whole you know we're growing there's more women everywhere and I just and I do I think there are like a few other like wrestlers from out of state that moved over here too which is why it seems like SoCal has so many. And then Santina Bros where we both trained had a lot of girls in recent years before us they only had Ruby, Heather Monroe, uh, and Thunder Kitty and Maria for many years. So it was four, they'd been running for years and years and years, but they only had four graduates. Mm-hmm. And then Viva graduated, Simone graduated, I graduated, graduated through the manager class. And has Milo Matters graduated yet? But she's coming up too. Coming up, yeah. Yeah, so there's like a lot of women did come out of Santino Bros. And I know there's a lot of secret women at Knox Pro that like you don't yeah. find out about uh, right away. So okay. it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, CK, to kind of talk about that, like what you're, what you're asking about is like, you have to build your brand and wrestling is about building your brand and like your, your, whatever character, character you're personifying. And like that happens to have to, tra- it has to translate to social media too. So it's just another opportunity to get your name out there. And so your social media has to be on point. I don't think it's just women in SoCal. I, cause I follow a lot of other female wrestlers from other states and country. I think they're doing a great job at promoting themselves too, you know? Because the more you you post or the more you tweet, the more you get your name out there. <laughs> yeah, it might be the algorithms or something. I don't know. Yeah. But for some reason, it just seems like there are just certain women that just stand out um, a lot. And some of them, to me, just been like more folks from like Southern California. But, you know, 
it, it is what it is. Um, so now, um, as far as matches now, kind of, I don't want to, I always kind of want to say coming out of COVID, but we're not coming out of COVID. As far as protecting the wrestlers, how have you seen, like, you know, the promotions and the promotions that you're dealing with now? And are there any precautions that you're taking as far as, okay, yeah, you guys don't look safe. I'm not going to rock with you. Or what's, what's kind of the protocol now? Oh, like dealing with unsafe wrestlers or just? Like- um, just rushing wrestling promotions now and taking bookings and kind of looking at that usually when that happens I Sarah can probably agree with me on this like whenever there's a promotion that has a bad rep or whatever we usually tend to text each other hey what's your experience with working here you know it's kind of like we warn each other since speaking out movement it's been more more clear when it comes to like warning each other but other than that like that's the precaution that we take is that we text someone that we know that have either worked there before or have, you know, what what are their experiences before you take a booking there? Yeah, and I think that that openness and communication, like that didn't used to happen so much. Yeah. Because it was, yeah, it was still the idea that wrestling is like, someone's coming to take your spot. So people weren't really working together. And again, I, I want to credit on our, on our end where we are Heather Monroe, because she really was like our leader who kind of like taught us and we felt comfortable asking her these things and stuff. And um, I think nowadays more women are communicating and it's, it's making it a little easier to, to find out and to protect yourself. Like Viva was saying. Now, as far as storylines go, if you can pick like a storyline that you really want or, you know, eventually have, is there anything in particular that you kind of like, okay, when I get this opportunity, this is what I'm going to do. I haven't thought about it like that. Uh, I just usually just roll whatever uh, comes my way. <laughs> I haven't thought of like an, an exact storyline for any promotion or anything like that. <laughs> it seems like you have like um, like you have a specific look. So uh-huh. if somebody said that like we want you to be like a baby face. How does it go? Like explain to the people who don't who don't are not wrestlers but love wrestling like how does how does that go does like how do i that? carry my my gimmick and my character is that what you mean yeah and then say yeah. say somebody wants to do something completely different it's like no we want you to take take off all the makeup and be a baby face would that be he is, is that a baby thing? face sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well when it comes to situations like that i have to credit my school for that because and uh, during training, uh, they would always switch up our gimmicks. Like whenever we have a match, you're a heel today. You do this. You're a face today. You do this. And they also make us cut promos either before our matches or after our matches. So that helped us like become flexible. And I know a lot of like I've worked at so many different promotions where, oh, you're a face, you're a heel. And I deal with that all the time. Yeah. And for me to deal with that and how I want to get my gimmick or my, my character across is that I'm a tweener. I'm in between. I won't be too dirty of a hill, but I'm not too much of a goody two-shoe either. Is there someone that when you were creating your look and your brand that you wanted, that you were like looking towards for inspiration or did you like meld a few characters together or is it a little bit of like with a little bit of you, like how did, how was that process for you? When I first started, I wanted to be like a female version Undertaker. I don't know if it's like just a few people telling me that I won't get that image across because I'm a female or like no one would be scared of me. So I just try to keep the heavy metal or the death metal look, you know, and uh, that's how I went about it. And it just kept growing, growing from there. That's awesome. Yeah, your your look is amazing. Like if you guys aren't following her, follow her on Instagram because it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. It's also cool, like getting the behind the scenes. Like I saw Viva create that and add and grow mm-hmm. and change and try this and try that. So kudos to you. I think you've you've really created something solid. You know that, that people can easily look at and get who you are. Thank you. <laughs> if you can go and wrestle anyone, do you have like a dream match that you want to be a part of? I get asked this question a lot. And um, if I were to have a dream match, I never was able to answer this question. But now I can. My dream match would be if I can ever, ever get an opportunity to wrestle against Manami Toyota. Mm. I love her. <laughs> and guys, if you're not familiar with her name, go look her up on YouTube. She's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, period, male or female. Period. <laughs> I know like some people are on the side, like on, on both sides of this. Do you watch a lot of wrestling or is it just more like I'm training, I'm doing my own thing? And if you do watch wrestling, is there any like storylines or um, promotions that you really like following? I do. I, I watch everything. I try to keep up with every every promotion that's out there right now. And the one that I really like, is uh, I've been keeping up with NXT a lot. And I think their women division is killing it right now. And you got to go to WWE as, uh, as enhancement talent at least once, I think multiple times, right? Can you talk a little bit about that experience? Yeah, I got to go a few times and it was actually a cool experience just to see everything behind the scenes and, you know, see how everything works and how they run things. I got to learn a lot. It was fun too with the catering. <laughs> everyone brings Here is like the number one thing. They love, everyone loves the catering. Oh my, the catering is just beyond. Have you, worked for, have you gotten to do that for any of the other like bigger promotions? No, I think uh, WWE has been the only one. That I've done that for. So how does that work? Do like before, obviously they shut everything down. They know they're coming into a certain city and do they hit up certain schools or, or is there somebody that you know that knows somebody else or like, how do you, how did you get tapped to do that? What I think is that I, I think WWE, they have like, they keep tabs on every indie wrestler that's out there. So mm-hmm. when they come to your town and they know you're from that area, they'll email you. They want you to come in for extra work. So that, that's what I'm aware of. When you did NXT, was there anyone that you talked to that gave you advice or anyone that like you had a conversation with that was surprising? No one really gave advice other than like, you know, everyone's very nice and professional. They would say hi. Mm-hmm. A lot of the professional wrestlers there are very to themselves. I guess maybe I didn't ask for any advice. I'm sure they would give advice if I reached out, but I just tried to be professional as possible there. Is WWE like your goal? Is that where you want to go? Or are there any other promotions you have your eye on? WWE is the ultimate goal. That's why I even started training in the first place. And uh, But other promotions that I'm also in- really interested in is just growing at AAA. Oh, the, you actually have a really interesting story about how you started wrestling training. Can you tell it with the uh, the car accident? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, I've been wanting to start wrestling training for probably a year, and I was stalking the Santina Rose IG page for a very long time, <laughs> but I was never able to afford it. I was probably my second year in college at the time, was broke, broke college student, so <laughs> I just remember driving home from school one day and just telling myself how bad I don't know maybe I'm almost praying at this point I'm like I just want to go to wrestling school so bad and then a car hit me from behind (laughs) I got in a car accident so pulled over I'm like wow I just have the worst luck ever right I'm praying for something and then I get hit from behind and then this guy's like oh my gosh I'm so sorry it was my fault I don't want to get any insurance involved here's a thousand dollars and then I was like okay 
I looked at my car and I'm like, yeah, this much will definitely come right off. I'm going to take this money and start wrestling training. And I think I started on Monday. That happened Friday and I started on Monday. That's incredible. I thought you were going to tell me that it was going to be a wrestler that like hit you from behind or something. Oh, that would be even more amazing. But I would no. be like, oh, maybe it was like the head of, of like a, of Santino Brothers or something. I was no, like, oh, it's going to be something. got the $1,000. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, that's a cool story, but that's, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, I hope you're okay. Like, it's not yeah, funny, funny. It but. was, it was, it was like a fender vendor. It wasn't like yeah. a real big car accident, but um, but yeah. But it's a cool signs that you need, so. Yeah. I guess it's sometimes when you put something out in the universe, if you want it bad enough, it just comes back, you know? So your game plan, you know, again, provided COVID kind of calms itself down. Where do you see yourself in the next like five years? Like wh- who do you see yourself wrestling for? Or what do you like, what do you hope for for your career? I just hope to be able to grow and travel. You know, um, I don't want to like put like a goal in such a short time frame where, oh, I want to work for this promotion or that promotion. I just want to be able to travel and and actually wrestle full time. And that's what I'm going to put out there. Are you ready for some rapid hot tags? Women's wrestling rapid hot tags. Sure. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Rapid hot tags. After you said, um, I was like, maybe I should explain it first. So rapid (laughs) hot tags is when um, I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Oh, no, I'm not good at this. Okay. (laughs) You'll be fine. You'll be fine. So here we go. Uh, So favorite quarantine snack. <laughs> do you prefer to work out at home or at the or at the gym? At the gym. Uh, cooking at home or ordering out? Cooking at home. If you developed a power uh, or an ability, something that you uh, you never had before, what would you want to have? An ability or a power? Read minds. <laughs> uh, what in your life are you most grateful for? I am grateful for my family. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which one would you want? My body? Right now? (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm almost 30, so (laughs) close enough. (laughs) I I definitely agree. Emily feels differently, but you know, it it is what it is. Um, We are going to hit the star of the week real quick. Women's Wrestling Star of the Week. Today's star of the week is Shakara. Debuting in 2016 out of progress in the UK, Shakara has wrestled at most of the well-known UK promotions, including RevPro, EVE, IPW UK, Kamikaze Pro, and Title Championship Wrestling, and she has held the women's championships at Title and Kamikaze. She has shared the ring with other UK women who have become household names thanks to NXT, including Ginny, Zia Brookside, Tony Storm, and Millie McKenzie, as well as friends of the show Impact's Taya Valkyrie and AEW's Big Swole. This year, she made her PWI 500 debut at number 412, and we're sure it's only a matter of time before we see her on a grander stage. Be sure to follow her at Shakara Wrestler and tell her that Women's Wrestling Talk sent you. And if you want to learn more about a star of the indie wrestling scene, please shoot us your suggestions for future stars of the week. Thanks, Sarah. Sarah, where can everybody find you? You can find me at Sarah the Rebel on Patreon, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitch, anywhere you look, and Sarah's an H as God in the Bible intended. Nice. And do you have a Patreon page too, uh, Viva? Oh, I do not. I feel I'm, like that's, right. <laughs> yeah, that's like something like it's, it's definitely, um, that would be a good direction. Cause like you have like your, so if they're not, so give everybody your social media first. Everyone, you can find me at Hellbent Vixen on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook, you can find me at Viva Van. Yeah, because what I was saying is that if you guys are not following her, you definitely do need to follow her. Cause like your pictures are like amazing. Like they're just, it's just, 
even when I think you had one with, I, I was really stalking your page. So I'm like really <laughs> serious about that. I think you were outside like some restaurant. I was like, how did she make these pictures just so like picturesque? They're absolutely amazing. So that's what I'm saying. Patreon would be like a good, another like addition to that where it's like, oh, like I'll pay for this because you know, everything else is aesthetically pleasing. So kudos. But in the meantime, you should check out Hellbent Glam and buy some products, support this young businesswoman. If you don't wear makeup, buy some product for me. I already have the black lipstick, but you can buy the other colors. <laughs> buy the kit for her. Yeah, just buy me the kit. <laughs> and then where can everybody find you, Emily? So you can find me on all social platforms at Emily May Heller, that's M-A-E. And then also catch uh, United Wrestling Network's Primetime Live on Tuesdays. You can catch it out on Fight TV and all like pay-per-view, uh, your local listings for pay-per-views. Oh my gosh, I see your cat. I'm ignoring your cat. <laughs> so thank you guys. So, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate you guys. Um, definitely, uh, if you're listening or if you are listening to us on Anchor or any of those platforms, make sure you donate. Donate. We really appreciate it. It's going to go to our website and all our merch and stuff. So, you know, we can get more amazing guests on the show as well. And then don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms. So on Twitter, it's WWTalkPod. And on Instagram, it's WWTalk. And then uh, if you want to follow me, my name is TK Trinidad. You can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Till next time. Thank you, Viva, for coming on the show with us. Till next time, guys. Ciao. Bye. Bye.